Small Business Sessions with Enterprise Nation. I am your host, Emily Chiswell, and this is just one of the ways that we showcase the absolute brilliance of our members. Also a good excuse for you to sit down, take five, have a bit of a break, and hopefully get a bit inspired and encouraged at the same time. This week, quite the heritage, that is for sure. We're chatting to the two brothers heading up England's oldest family jewellers. They've been off, done their own things around the world, actually, but have returned to the family fold about 10 years or so ago and are heading things up there. So in a little change to things this week, prepare yourself for a double intro. Right, so Deacon and Francis, we have you sitting here. Can you introduce yourselves, though? Because so, there's two of you, we need to know the different voices and who you are. OK, for sure. Uh, my name's Henry Deacon from Deacon and Francis. I've been with the company for about 10 years now, and we're very proud to be England's oldest family jewellers at 230 years this year. Quite a nice thing to wave around, that, it's a, it, isn't it? You can't buy that. So that's the nice <laughs> thing about it. So it's, 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 it's a very good trait that we have, and we're very proud to be still manufacturing in England, um, and especially in Birmingham. Yeah, absolutely. And would you like to introduce yourself too? Hi, my name is James Deacon. I am the creative director of Deacon and Francis, which means that I have some incredibly skilled craftsmen at my fingertips making whatever I dream up or fantasise about. God, I mean, these are quite cool jobs, yeah? Yeah, we, we moved into our building in, well, 230 years ago in 1786. So damp and dusty. <laughs> It's damp and dusty, but it's a phenomenal place to make handmade product. I'm really interested, actually, because obviously both of your names, this is obviously a family business. Is this something that you always saw as individuals yourself moving into, or was it something that's come later in your careers, or how's that sort of worked out? Clever manipulation by our father. (laughs) Um, Lots of pressure. uh, uh, Pressure, yeah, he's a canny businessman. Um, we we were bought up in the factory. We spent a lot of time playing around, half-term, school holidays. We were in there, Henry breaking hydraulic machines and me trying to learn to enamel. I mean, it, it was a fun... It was a cave full of tools. Yeah, and right there, what an amazing part of it. Most people have climbing frames and playgrounds. You're like, yeah, no, just yeah. hang out in a jewellery factory. Yeah, yeah. Melting and bending metal is just much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure health and safety nowadays would allow it, but um, yeah, it certainly was a good way to grow up. And then, I mean, James being very creative, he was, he was always keen to be a carpenter. Um, and I think metal was, a, was the next best thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was never destined to drive a calculator. But uh, we're country boys at heart. And um, I think that shows through the sort of the detail that we, we put in our processes. Yeah, amazing. So tell us a bit what we can expect. Deacon and Francis, give us a summary. If I've never heard of you, what sort of things do you create? Give us a bit of an idea about uh, yeah your business side of things. We specialise in cufflinks is where our sort of our forte is. But we can do anything from a pair of silver plain oval cufflinks with your, your initials for your confirmation to a fully working 18 karat gold video camera or a diamond tr. The boys at the workshop have, have the mine? skills to do. Guys, I'm <laughs> disappointed. Oh, goody bads didn't didn't make it on the train today. <laughs> Obviously, um, but where we really have fo- focused the company over the last thirty years is is in cufflinks, and we've manufactured for pretty much all the top names in the industry. And about ten years ago, when James and I took over the company, we decided actually to put, start putting our name on the box rather than promoting other people's companies. Um, and it's been a very slow way of, of creating a brand, but actually it's given us a solid foundation for for Deacon and Francis. We now retail all over the world. Um, I don't think there's a country that we don't retail in under our name under Deacon and Francis. God, how fun. Um, and are we allowed to talk about the London shop, or would you rather not? It sounds like we already are. No, but I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason we're up here today is is we're looking at three London premises. We did have one lined up. It's fallen through, sadly. But being this year being our 230-year anniversary seems like a great year to, to actually get a flagship shop. And as, as much as it is about the sales, which we hope the shop will make... It's about marketing, branding and putting a real footholding in for Deacon and Francis. Yeah, because, you know, you are, you mentioned at the beginning, you you are proudly 
produced and based in Birmingham. We run loads of Enterprise Nation events up there. Talk talk about what it's like to be based, because I think often businesses, I don't know what you guys think, when you're not based in London, it's like, oh, well, good luck with that. It'd be really, really interesting to hear a bit more about what it's like building, well, you know, continuing to build a brand based based out of London. Yeah, I think it, it is harder. People think outside London, you know, places don't exist. Well, they, they certainly do. And after spending half an hour on the tube this morning, I know why we're based in Birmingham, not in London. <laughs> it's quite the sweatiest experience I've ever had. But, um, you know, it, it, it's great. There is a real manufacturing base over there. We've got the assay office around the corner. We've got um, the bullion dealers working with us. And the quality of the people is getting better and better. And the, the training is coming through now, whereas everyone used to just go straight to London. You can be in Birmingham in an hour and 15 minutes on the train. It's really not a problem at all. Um, and we get to live in beautiful Worcestershire rather than... Uh, in sweaty a, in, tubes. In a, yeah, sweaty tubes in a basement <laughs> flat. So, yeah. um, so no, we're, we're, we're big advocates of it. Tell me a bit about the challenges you guys have found. I guess for your business, it's really interesting because you're taking on something that's been running for such a long time. What are the things that have been tricky? Giving added value to a product, keeping the quality and also you know, making our forefathers proud of what we've been doing. So we've got to be waving that flag at the same time as being commercial while other people are shipping things in left, right and centre. You know, we're in a disposable consumer time when people buy and will buy another colour or another item, depending on fashions, whereas our product is made for this generation, the next generation. We don't have a repairs department and that we have found quite a problem. But it's also been our greatest challenge has been our greatest push, if you like, and it's beginning to shine through. It's so interesting that because you're based so much in history, but as you say every business has to look forward. The juggling of the two, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, it's the juggling of all of those things, but also not being naive enough to think that only you can make the best product. So we need to utilise different industries, combine different industries within our product to be the first at making new things, exciting things. You know, I'm creative director, which means I sit in a corner of the factory with aeroplanes hanging from the ceiling, sketching away with my watercolours, trying to come up with something new, not trying to reinvent the wheel, just not walking around copying and looking through magazines. And that is... Although Henry may not realise this, it's quite a lot of pressure. But when we're doing it, and it's, I think that's what allows us, the size of our company allows us to be more independent. I was going to say, and also having each other, dare I say, I mean, brothers, however what we get on as siblings, it is good to have a bit of a teammate. You need a teammate. Yeah, you need to be able to bounce things off. And you don't necessarily want to do that at your kitchen table when you get home. So if you can do that and then go home to your kitchen table and talk about family life, How then there's a balance. How easy is that, though? Come on. We don't live together, so it's quite easy. So it's quite it's quite easy. But it, but for a few so tough though. I mean, there's no there's no question about it because you have got that. He's your brother. He's always going to be your brother at the end of the day. So it's not like a business partner. And if you fall out, you can go your separate ways. We're kind of stuck. But I mean, thankfully, it's working. We've got our own roles. It works very well now. Um, one thing we did get instilled into us from a young age is let people make it cheaper, but don't let them make it better. And that's something that we've kept going. Whether we're, we're reducing our retail down from it used to start at £220, you can now buy into the brand at about £100 or £85. It's still a quality product, whereas there are cheaper products out there. And the other thing that we're very keen not to do is make sure that the, the packaging isn't better than the product, which is what a lot of brands out there are doing. It's all about the packaging. It's not about the product. Ours is made to last. Yeah, because that is the thing. It's a very clever way of disguising, I guess. Exactly. Isn't it? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Again, the juggling, though, I guess. Keeping people happy that are the more traditional stuff, whereas yeah. actually moving forward, I guess. I can see that that be, yeah. And there are lots of different segments in the company. So you actually, as I say, we go from about £85 to about £22,000 in stock. There are lots of different departments that you've got to keep busy throughout the year. You don't want one going quiet while the others are, are frantic. So it is, it is a juggling game and, it, and it's up to the creative department to keep each 
each area busy no coming pressure up with, there, with, with new ideas. <laughs> this is a great, great platform for you guys to be able to just have a quite little yeah, jab little under dig. the table. You're in the middle. Just I know. I just, just wish the table was see-through. We could see how many kicks were happening. Um, I guess that's, yeah, the, the sibling thing, you know, and being around this, it's part of in you. It's in your blood. But, you know, when you were going through school and things like that, did you always just want to do, obviously you've mentioned about the creative side of things, but something that was entrepreneurial. I'm interested in your sort of mental mentality about small business and that sort of entrepreneurial stuff as a whole really we've both worked for other people um throughout our careers both actually in new york and i think it was quite clear that we'd rather work for ourselves if you're going to do it if you're going to make a difference you're, you're better off having your name behind it rather than building someone else up um but it it is harder and you don't if you're working for yourself and you're an entrepreneur you don't just leave the factory at five o'clock or leave your office at five o'clock lock the door and forget about it you'll be doing emails until whatever time and and, and start in the morning and keep thinking and keep creating and your weekends are not necessarily your own anymore. But when the rewards come in, it's a hugely satisfying and, and, and achieving feeling. And also to have had the experience of both sides of the coin as well, to then bring that into what you're now creating. I imagine, I may be wrong, but it's hugely valuable. It's not like, you know, this is all you've known. Yeah, you've got, you've got to keep an eye on the stationery cupboard because, you know, you know people nick pens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's how my whole pen pot is built. <laughs> um, guys, advice. If you had advice for people wanting to either get into the business you're in or to start a small business I guess again it's tricky because this is something that you know has been in the family for such a long time but you've been around entrepreneurs and people who are, who are running their own business obviously all your lives you know, what advice would have been handy or would be good to offer to other people wanting to do similar stuff uh, dad retired about 10 years ago and after he'd gone we realized how useful he was so if you can take snippets like that you, we can learn a lot from those who even after they've retired, there's a lot we can learn from them. So um, absorb as much as you possibly can. Also, we have not been in any hurry. We took on an old family business and needed to learn the respect or earn the respect from the people that had worked for our father their entire lives. Once we had done that, we felt that we could then start making decisions rather than rushing in and changing everything because we knew best. Yeah, real balance. We, we, real balance of absorbing and taking your time. And, and what's the hurry? I mean, do a proper job, but, but don't, don't rush it. That's great advice. And again, I guess really relevant if you are taking on a family business. Yeah, if, but it, I mean, it's, it's the same from work experience. All of these, anything that we can absorb from people who've done it before, you can take their views and make your own opinions and it gives you a good platform. It helps you to shape what you think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Henry, anything to add to that? No, I think, I mean, that, that, that really is where we've done it. We've done it very slowly, um, taking guidance from people, but also... As you're starting your company, you're making the decisions and you can make some very quick decisions and react incredibly quickly to what you're deciding. And it's not necessarily the right thing to do. Take time, think about what you're doing, uh, make decisions and almost sleep on it overnight or leave it for a few weeks before actually changing direction of the company. It's really hard, isn't it? That again, that balance, I hate to keep bringing that up, but that thing, because actually sometimes pressures or, you know, timing or cost of stuff. Yeah. I guess it's just reminding yourself, mantra. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Pra practice your deep breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and, but keeping focused as, as to what your goals are, where you actually want, where your dreams are, where you want to take the company rather than getting too led by certain customers' demands taking you into a road that you don't necessarily want to go down. Do you have tips on that? I mean, do you guys brainstorm a lot? How, yeah, it's a really interesting point, that. What, how do you guys at Deacon & Francis kind of... We, we, we've run the company for about 12 years now. For the first eight years, we didn't have a single meeting, and that was, an, that was, that was probably our biggest mistake. We now have eight a, years? Eight years. We had our first board meeting about three years ago. Um, guys, wow. It, I think it's the first, first in 228 years, or whatever it is, 222 years, that we had had a board meeting at the factory. 
Wow. Yeah. Don't tell anyone we hadn't had an AGM for 226 <laughs> years yeah. or something. No, don't worry, we won't tell a single soul, guys. <laughs> but actually, one of the greatest things we did was having a three-year plan and then getting to the end of that three-year plan, looking back and go, right, we've ticked everything on that. Yeah. Let's, let's do a five-year plan. We've just hit our five-year plan and we're doing another one. So once you can tick that box, it's easy to forget the achievements that you've got to. And you need those to remind, you know, you can think about those when you're taking that deep breath. It, it, spur, it spurs you on. No, so. definitely. That makes such, it's so good to be like, oh, especially when you're working for yourself. It's like no one's there to say, well done on that. It's like only you. <laughs> exactly. So. And also play to other people's strengths. So, so there's no need for either of us to do every single job in the factory. You know, there, there are people out there who are better at doing better things and let them do their job properly, leave them to get on with it rather than trying to micromanage everybody because A, you haven't got time and you, you'll, you'll end up working in the business, not on the business. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. Now, at the moment, we're asking people, if you had a superpower, what would, which one would you choose which would be helpful for the development of your business? You're going to have one each, actually. I want one from both of you. I always want to take you well, in James, separate rooms. Well, James can already fly. He's got, he's got a paraglider, so he's got that on ticked off, so it's just slightly irritating. <laughs> so I'm going to go with flying so I can, so I can keep up with him. Okay, well, in terms of, I'm interested in terms of the business. Uh, how it's going to help the business? I, yeah, come on. Well, actually, flying would help because we do a lot of travel. We do a huge amount of travelling, so actually time travel would be fantastic. With the amount of times that, you know, being, being your own business, you are your own boss, you do have to be there. The amount of times, and it sounds glamorous, that you find yourself on a Friday night in New York, in Las Vegas, yeah, in it Switzerland. it does sound glamorous, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's not that glamorous. <laughs> um, and, and actually, really, you want to be is at your mate's wedding or at your friend's 30th or whatever it is, and all back home with your family, you don't necessarily want to be travelling. So a time travel would be an amazing one for me. Great choice, Henry. James? I keep coming back. My, my bugbear at the moment is it's staff training. And if there's a superpower that can get my feelings and knowledge about some of the product to some of our clients, salespeople, that would be, that would be a superpower that would be worth, worth mastering. Oh, I just love the different choices that come up. It's just brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us. I really hope you enjoyed your dip into the small business sessions with Henry and James from Deacon and Francis. If you run a brilliant small business, by the way, and want to feature on one of these, then you can. All you have to do, become a member of Enterprise Nation. Simple as that. Head to our website, enterprisenation.com. You can find out more about us on there, benefits of what we do. It's not just podcasts, expert business advice, brilliant events and meetups with with other members, people who are running businesses similar to you, exclusive discounts, ebooks, all that kind of jazz. Uh, so, enterprisenation.com to find out more. Don't forget as well that you can subscribe to these on iTunes, by the way. Don't know if you know that. Just head to iTunes, search for the small business sessions, then they'll be in your podcast app every week easy as that. Next week something totally different once again. Chatting to the Enterprise Nation member that has come up with a healthcare product that she's now selling to the NHS. How's about that? So make sure you join us for that. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 